Let's go. I got my homie, cousin, Sarah Smith up in here. Say what's up to the people. (laughs) My name's Sarah. Uh, Barber name Flow Chopper Smeesh. Whoop! <laughs> In the house. Unreal. I'm super nervous, but I'm I'm super excited to be here and talk about what I do. Glad to have you on here. So yeah, what we're gonna do is gonna talk about just how you can describe the experience of being a barber, a female barber in 2018, and um, how your overall experience has been. Because I know that's something you're the only female barber I know. Yeah, um, like I work with a couple. I think there's a lot of girls in the hairstyling world. Um, so when when I tell people what my do what I do, sometimes I do get a comment like, "Oh, like no, you you're like a hairdresser." And like, mm, yes, okay. I used to be, but no, like my my profession is a barber yeah. stylist, I guess. Best haircuts um, in the city. <laughs> Just saying, Imperial Barbershop. Oh. <laughs> 10th line Orleans. This is going to be dropped Shameless a bunch plug. of times. Shameless plug. Shameless no, plug. 100%. Um, no, I, I love my job. I think it's very different from the hairstyling world. And that's why I'm very specific that I, that's what I do. And I, I love it. Um, I think there's a lot of industries now where um, it's not weird to be a girl working in it. Like, I don't know, like welding, for example. Like, okay. There's not a lot of girl welders. Like, you wouldn't no. think that, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that they're Not incapable oh, right. in any way of doing that job. Um, there's judgment that comes with it for sure. Um, I think you do, like for myself, I think I do in a way get treated differently. Um, but um, at this point in how maybe how long I've been doing it, I've been uh, working in barbering for three years. I feel way more confident. So um, maybe if I get like a, a weird comment from a customer about being a girl or no, I don't want a girl yeah. barber cutting my hair. Um, sometimes I'm, I have to side note, I'm very bad at coming up with comebacks in the moment. <laughs> who is, who's good at those? Though? Those are, there's a, like less than 1% of people who are. But I know if you're sitting in my chair at, at this point in my career, I know I can change your mind on it yeah. i don't think it's about a, a gender um it's it's pretty much skill so. right. and lord knows you have the skill <laughs> um thanks so yeah like you touched on that for sure like just difference in treatment from clients do you find it harder to talk to people because say you're cutting someone news hair for the first time how do you approach the conversation like now you've been doing this for three years at first, was it intimidating? Like, let's say your first cut. Do you remember how you felt when you had to cut coming out of, you took a class, right? There was a training to become a barber? Yes. So going into it, once you completed your training, your first few cuts, was it a little nerve-wracking just going into it, seeing your client maybe a little skeptical and see that a girl is going to cut their hair. I don't know how that experience would be. Do you remember how it was when you started off um, the first few cuts? Yeah, there's so much I could say w- about this question. Um, coming from all female clientele, 
yeah, it was really scary. Switching over to all men, I felt like I did not know what to talk about. And so mm-hmm. I, I knew that I could do the job. Um, and I was very quiet in the beginning. I just asked um, what needed to be asked so I could get uh, the results done yeah. pretty much. Um, but then, um, of course, I, the setting too for me was nerve wracking. Like coming into a shop where it, it was basically all uh, men barbers, um, it, was, it was scary for me. I just, I felt, and maybe this was just in my head, I felt like the guys wanted a guy. Yeah. And they wanted to talk to and be a bro. And I can't <laughs> a be a bro. bro. Okay. Like I <laughs> I would Not love just a guy, like I would a, love like a I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when guys come in and treat me like it, it's not even a big deal. Like they're like, "Yo, dude, like, do you know how many times I get called dude or man uh, on the phone? Actually, and I I don't mind it now. Like, okay. I'm like, no, that means that I'm, like, accepting. You're I'm a bro a now. I'm a bro. Just who you are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I was, so, yeah, my first haircut uh, at, uh, at this workplace I am now, I was very quiet. I remember just, just get through the haircut. And for the first while, um, I was very quiet. And then... I don't know. You could kind of start with small talk, really. Yeah. When you can, it, it's a multitasking job, right? Like you have to make sure you're doing your job, but you have to converse at the same time and it's not easy. So small talk in the beginning. And then I think once you get return clientele, you start getting more comfortable. And um, I'm pretty, I'm not the girliest girl. I, I can talk about hockey. I can hold yeah. my own in a sports conversation. And I think that shocked a lot of guys. And um, yeah, like I've, I'm able to find subjects yeah. when I get to know the person a bit more, maybe. So, yeah. So do you credit your time in Eric's Hockey Fantasy League? Like, <laughs> does that a... <laughs> Has that helped you in the workplace to just talk about hockey more? Definitely or? with some stats for sure. Yeah. Um, it's oh, that's just for fun. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, who wants to come to a barber shop after a long day of work and talk about work, right? Like, do you want to come in Freaks. and sit? <laughs> <laughs> do you want to sit down and uh, still talk about uh, what you do day in day out? No, like you want to like escape for a little bit, maybe, right? For sure, um, maybe maybe talking about your fantasy hockey for half an hour is going to be awesome. And I can totally do that. Yeah. Eric's fantasy hockey league. Uh, shout out. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. That's a good time for sure. So do, would you say that working as a barber has given you more social skills and just more like made you a lot less uncomfortable in a lot of social situations? Uh, absolutely. Because yeah. you have, like you said, you have to talk to a lot of people now, a wide range of people who have different interests than you mm-hmm. um, who, like you said, might not want to talk about work just about like, just, they just want to bro, you know? Yeah. And um, yeah, I, uh, I think that I growing up used to be really shy. And when I started working retail actually, and I was realized I, I can't do my job if I don't talk to people. Um, I realized that it was an important skill to have. It's definitely helped me in my, my barbering world. I mean, you can be a silent barber if you want, but um, that makes for a, a long yeah. day and a long career, I uh, think. A long life. I think the <laughs> yeah. vow of silence lifestyle, I mean, it, it works for a select few, man. Definitely not yeah. me and you. 
What I think also interesting on that topic is that in our generation that um, it's mentioned a lot um, that we don't have social skills, like younger people, because we kind of just are on our phone when we have to be in an awkward situation or we resort to texting someone rather than approaching them about it or talking about things. There's a lot of social skills that aren't um, ever taught or learned by people. So I think that it's cool that my job um, and sometimes it can be awkward to kind of try and get someone out of their shell. Yeah. I think it's awesome that it's it's old school and it's traditional and it's no, like you, you're going to talk to me yeah, for half an for hour. Sure. And, <laughs> and if that can make you a little bit less shy, that's for me, that's amazing because coming from being a shy person, I, I think it's so much better to live life this way. And hundred percent. That's awesome. Just to hear that, that you know exactly what it feels like to be maybe someone who's a little more shy and then having to go through an experience that makes you less shy. Like to perform your job, you have to speak to people. And I think that's something like, like you said, in general, that's how you go through life, establishing relationships with people. Your happiness will just go up by interacting with other humans. Like there's only so much you can get out of just sticking to yourself. And I think that's great that you're, you can use your own experience to get other people to talk more in a situation that maybe they just want a haircut and I can't see you being overly pushy wanting to talk to someone while you're cutting their hair just for yourself like you can recognize maybe that there's something they want to say because everyone has a voice right so you just got to get it out there yes and I think uh when you do this job my job in particular for a long time you get to kind of read people and um of course if I feel that you don't want to talk that's fine. <laughs> yeah, 100%. We can just cut your hair. That's yeah. cool. Um, it's like being at the dentist. You don't want someone, you don't really want someone, you don't want to talk to someone while they're in your mouth. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, oh, that, yeah, that's, that's completely different. Awkward. But yeah. <laughs> um, just felt like throwing that in there. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think the, there's a lot of tradition in the barbering world and it is an experience. And so, yeah, you should, you should, Enjoy your time. So I have a quick question to ask pertaining to how you got into the barber game, as I would call it. Barber game. Because um, like you mentioned, you worked retail at Sportcheck. I worked at Sportcheck for a while, yes. Do you remember what made you decide to get into the barber how would you describe it? Um, I can give you a bit of my life story. Yes, I am. I went to Only university. A bit, <laughs> I went to university after high school because that's what I felt. Just everyone was doing. I never, I never knew what I wanted to do. I knew I was a very artistic person. I was always drawn in by arts, but I wanted to do something in arts that would um, be sustainable. I guess. Yeah, yeah sure. I would make money. Because there doing. is that pressure, though, like you said, right, coming out of high school, right, there's that expectation that if you do well in school, you should go to university. It's, yeah, it's and kind of an automatic. You don't even think about it. And it's a lot of money for something you're unsure about. So yeah, um, started and I realized fast 
that it wasn't for me. I'm glad I, I went. I checked it out. It was a good experience. But yeah. I, uh, it's something that I kind of always wanted to try, but I was scared. I think the people part of it scared me. Um, so you were always interested in becoming a barber? I had an interest in hairstyling. It was there. Okay, yes. hairstyling. Okay. Um, and then the more I got into it, went to school for it, started working in salons. Uh, it was fun. It was a lot of hard work. And um, yeah, I can't stress that enough. It's very hard physical work like being on your feet all day it's not yeah, easy definitely um and add long hours to that and add making sure you're pleasing people to that it's a tough job mm-hmm. um so i started learning more about the barbering world i guess honestly via instagram like a lot of barbers are very um i follow a lot of of barber world kind of yeah. um Pages. Pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, the lifestyle, I was drawn by the lifestyle. I don't know if it's like uh, like a tattoo thing or mm-hmm. like just it seemed like more chill than the, the hair world. And so I went and checked it out and I'm very grateful that I did because um, I was at a point where I wasn't happy and it's so much easier getting up in the morning when you love your job and you go in and you're not stressed it's amazing so 100 percent, and i think that's something that's lost on a lot of people is that i don't think we were put on this earth to do something that you don't love right there's that expectation that like we're saying you go to high school go to university get an education something like i feel like you're rushed coming out of high school Mm -hmm. to just go right away university and by like if you're on pace, you graduate at 22. I don't know what you're expected That's to do so after young. that. It's so young. I'm, I'm only, I just like just turned 24 and I'm just starting to know, like figuring out what I like to do, you know, exactly. like I like connecting with people and that's something you don't really learn in school. Cause that's something you're just learning the, um, the, you're becoming book smart, right? I'm just learning a lot of theory for something you might not love. And it's awesome that you realize that, journalism right that you said yeah yeah um and maybe if i had gone to another school where it was more focused on arts who knows like maybe i would have enjoyed it more um i don't really know what the solution is for kind of like figuring out what you want to do um i like the the take a break alternative i know it can be hard to get back into it yeah um into like a, a schooling of some sort but um another thing that I that just from talking to people, there's a common thing where people are scared to um, get into something they love because it's a fear of like ruining that hobby or whatever it is. Like let's say you love to cook, you love cooking, but you don't want to do it as a living because you're scared that you're gonna do it all day, come home and not love it anymore yeah, when you have to cook for yourself. For sure. I get that. I, I guess I'm kind of lucky that I I tried it and I fell in love with it and I feel very passionate about it. I think it is an art. And um, I yeah, I, um, I, I guess I'm just lucky. No, it 100%, 100% is an art, right? You're, that's your like creative palette to you're fulfilling someone else's vision of what they want their hair to look like. And in my opinion, you're doing you're going above and beyond what they're thinking they're going, getting into in that experience. It's something we, we don't give much thought to, right? I want a haircut. My hair is too long. So now it's your job 
to make sure it looks like what we want it to be, but we don't 100% know what it's going to be until you do it. And then once you do it, you're giving another person literal satisfaction of, wow, it looks good. Yeah. I look good because of this. And then that's another, another thing that unfortunately we have a hard time accepting a lot about ourselves. Like we feel like there's that pressure to look a certain way and you can't do that yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, not everyone can be Zac Efron. No, exactly. <laughs> and we all try to be. Um, um, I think I've noticed also with a men clientele that you you guys don't, I don't know, It's it needs to be easy. And you don't really know, the majority of people don't really know how to explain what they want. And what I've learned from the barbering world is it's kind of like what you said, like you can't, there's some things that it's not going to work for you and I it's it's a it's a touchy subject because sure. you're you're dealing with people's looks, right? Yeah. Um so if I have to explain to you that I there's a reason why I can't do something, it can be awkward or if I if I have to tell you we need to trim your eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> Is that something that, <laughs> that can take often? a hit? Yeah, yeah. that can oh, that man. can be an awkward conversation, but who else is going to tell you? It's my True. job. So True um it's a cutthroat world out there man it's, uh, it can be awkward yeah. but i've kind of embraced the awkward going back to what you said earlier like how you went for something that you love at the fear of maybe giving up education that not even promises riches whatever it is that people associate with university and I feel like we're about to talk about that, how like people are afraid to go for what they really like because of the fear of maybe not making money. I don't know what it is, but I don't know why we just can't get it right. And I just pulled up a logic quote in his song. If you say that getting the money is the most important thing, you will spend your life completely wasting your time. You'll be doing things you don't like doing in order to go on living. That is to go on doing things you don't like, which is stupid. Um, I've heard this song so many times. It's the simplest message. I don't know why we're so afraid of just doing what we like. That's the literal satisfaction in life. I think we just see the numbers. We focus on the money instead. We put money first. We don't put our happiness first. And I... Uh... I don't know. I've kind of learned that really young and I think m maybe that's fortunate for me, but I think a lot of people go through um, their whole lives just settling for a good salary. Um, what is a good salary though? I'm, I don't think you can, I don't believe in like money is happiness. I don't think so either. At all. No. So. But maybe some people have specific goals for their life. And to reach those goals, they need a certain amount of money that maybe a job that they don't love will give them. And that's why they settle for that, maybe. But uh, yeah, hard believer in just do what you love and like you'll feel way more fulfilled. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's something we all go through. You can't script your life. Like there is no, like you said about your you believe in like taking a year off after high school mm -hmm. I, th I think so too a lot of people could benefit from that instead of maybe just jumping into something that you're not sure about i'm not telling 
all the young viewers yeah. to uh, <laughs> do what I say and live your life this way. But if, I mean, if you're not sure, just take more time to maybe figure it out. Yeah. Like myself, I worked retail until I figured out that retail is not what I see myself doing for the rest of my life. And if that's what you want to do, cool. But for me, I couldn't do that. And I had to I had to figure it out. That's not a lost experience though, right? No, you, definitely. You learn skills from that experience. The um, people skills, which I think those are the most important skills in my opinion because like I said earlier, if you can't go on interacting with other people to a certain point, exactly, you won't be able to really succeed in life because success isn't defined by how much you make. It's about how you interact, how you can affect other people's lives yes. and you affect everyone's life that you cut their hair. I think so. A hundred percent. Um, as someone in this room might call me, I feel, I definitely feel a bit like a hippie when I say this, but um, I think that everything and everyone that you meet in life, everything that you go through, I do think it's for a reason. I think that I was meant to work uh, and put myself in situations that I wasn't comfortable in to get to where I am today. I think that everything that I did up to this point, it was uh, useful to me. It was my journey. So, yeah. 100% that, that's a quote right there like Drake sample that you know what I'm saying my god just dropping bars up in here jeez just taking my job right here just Man, got a little deep but... for real though that's wow <laughs> moving no moving. it's true though it, I agree 100% that the journey you take every single interaction you have with other people and obstacle you have to overcome and um, success you may have at a certain time in your life affects 100% where you end up in life because every inter interaction you have with other people and experience you live shapes you like and I feel like I'm just, I'm just repeating what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> I think both of us being a bit adventurers can can see that too just from like amazing things that we've seen and lived through right so not just like work life like personal growth as well yeah that. and i think personal growth comes from these experiences come from for example now just a quick work example for you like working retail having to speak to other people on a daily basis like that you might people you don't know trying to get them to buy stuff from you and going to the other end of the world to thailand like you did to having to every day you're meeting new people just I don't know exactly what the inter what the experience was in Thailand, but for me, when I was in Europe, I was alone in a lot of countries, met a bunch of people, especially when I went to the UK, meeting a slew of people I didn't know. You have to get out there, and those experiences like that make you more comfortable in those other situations. And like I think in this generation where anxiety is huge right now, um. To put yourself in a country where um, you're alone and you don't speak the language, it can be a bit of a obviously nerve-wracking situation, but it's an obstacle, right? And if you push yourself through that, if you, you're the only one who can help yourself pretty much. Yeah, um, true. And so getting through something like that, it makes you stronger. And obviously I'm... I'm not speaking for 
anxiety or depression or mm-hmm. anything like that. But um, maybe a little bit of a push is good every once in a while. Um, I think it definitely Get is. comfortable being uncomfortable. Oh, my God. <laughs> These quotes, though. My God. Uh, 100%. It's true, though. Like, it's cheesy, but it's true. Yeah. Life begins at the outside of your comfort zone yes. or whatever that quote is. Yes. It could not be more accurate. So for me, barbering, it was uh, out of my comfort zone. It was not something that um, like day one I woke up and I was amazing. Like mm-hmm. you didn't see my struggles. You didn't see my beginnings. Like everyone, um, I don't know. Everyone assumes that you you just like are amazing from day one, but that's not that's not true so that's not true for anyone and i think that um uh, in this job you're always learning and that's what keeps it interesting um you learn what to do you learn what not to do you learn from other people that surround you um you learn from trying things and yeah that's i think that's why i could see myself doing it for a long time pretty much until my body gives out (laughs) so um yeah so, like you said, I'm constantly learning on the job. You're learning from your coworkers, from yourself, interactions with clients. Like now, you have an established fan base. Uh, fan base, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to get too high on yourself here, <laughs> but like you have a clientele, though, right? Come, you have regulars. I'm sure who want their hair cut, especially barbers. Like they barber at barber shop, they want their hair cut. Once every like two weeks, a month maybe. Yes, uh, very very loyal clients. It's surprising. Yeah. Um, but it's it's awesome. So thank you for your loyalty. Right, just making <laughs> money moves. <you> know? <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna be taken down for copyright. <laughs> um, so why? How you got started into when you got started into the barber world. What was the reaction like from the family when that's what you said you were going to study? Coming um, from like university journalism, was, were you at Carleton before? In I journal- was at Carleton. Carleton, yeah. okay. Um, and Carleton, by the way, was a, a big comfort zone breakout for me too, coming yeah. from a French school background, oh, which I totally true. thought it would be no problem, but it was really hard to be fully... Just go to full education in English. That was tough. Yeah. Um, when I decided to drop out of school, I, I don't think that that was taken the, the mo- in the most positive way. Right. I cannot blame my parents because they come, they're both teachers. So I've, I'm sure they had um, expectations of me. Um, and I, I'm the, the older sibling, so I'm going through everything first. I'm not that I'm setting an example, but um, maybe they don't know how to react to. It's their first time that their child tells them, "I want to drop out of university yeah. and I want to do hairstyling." Um, so I think it was a bit of a shock to them. Um, they expected me to work um, right after dropping out. Like it wasn't like I was gonna do nothing, and yeah. that's that's totally fine. Um, I think at first they weren't sure. But when they saw my success and how hard I was willing to work for what I loved, I think they were more on board. Yeah. Um, and I think my dad came into uh, the shop recently enough and I did a shave for okay. him. And I think... Did you do the full shave from the, the full... beard to nothing? <laughs> beard oh to my nothing. God, that was something. Makeover, makeover. Yeah. Well, he lost for, for everyone. Backstory, he lost a bet. 
Um, uh, so, okay, uh, that's why. My <laughs> God, I barely recognize it. So uh, the, the bet was on the beard and it had to go. So nice. um, I think him seeing me, how I'm doing in my element. And mm. um, I think that it was like a proud moment for him. Um, I, I remember also the day I I got my license my hairstyling yeah. license like I, I could see that they were very proud of me so I think there was a shift into how they felt about that decision yeah. and uh, definitely supportive um, of the parents should always be they supportive should be, yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> so awesome. I appreciate that I have a very good family around me well I remember man, the first time I saw what was your teacher who cut my hair when I had the flow and just chopped it down? That was a long haircut, like almost That was two a beautiful hours. haircut. I rem- I was freaking out. <laughs> You're so out. happy that the hair was gone. I uh, and I mean I'm surrounded by people that I've I've barely like just met a couple weeks and True, I am yeah. just freaking out. Like it is amazing what the right haircut can do for someone. Not that the flow was not the right haircut. I'm not I'm not insulting the flow. By any yeah, means. It was something. But I have to go. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It had its time. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was uh, it was something. But no, definitely. Uh, and that's the haircut that you've maintained for me for the last, I was like, going on three years ago. It's 2015. Yeah, I'm guys happy. are fairly consistent, I've noticed, with their haircuts. They find something they like. And if a person can do it consistently... Then they will keep seeing that person. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah, and you have like a you have an established clientele now. Like people know that you give great haircuts. I feel that way, yes. But I I also feel like like I said before, I'm always learning and I'm always getting even better. Like at no point I think I could say like yeah I'm uh, I made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, you're still in the mixtape era, you know. Here's yeah. the thing, though. Styles change all the time. Things uh, move forward in like the fashion world, right? Yeah. And hair too. So you you saw people two years ago. Everyone had the undercut. I can't tell you how many True, times yeah. people came in and were like, "Do you know uh, Brad Pitt uh, in Fury? <laughs> I want that haircut." Like every single guy <laughs> wanted that haircut. I think I wanted that haircut. <laughs> No, it's true. I don't blame you. It was a I, great haircut. I remember talking about it with you. Like we, I, I was debating for sure when I cut the flow. It was I was looking for something like that, but we said no, thanks to you. <laughs> something a little in between, just long on top, but not under undercut. I don't remember. Anyways, I like what I have right now. Um, <laughs> but definitely, it's true. Styles do change, and like I was talking about this with someone uh, like last week that how back in the day when I was in high school, like grade. 8 to 10, it was the faux hawk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No one asked no for faux hawk anymore. anymore. Yeah, exactly. I maybe get a couple. Um, like, eh, good for you. But I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think what's funny about faux hawks is, and what people don't know is that um, it's, it's actually a, a real faux hawk is basically like a, a mohawk that doesn't go all the way down to the neck. Yeah. So it kind of stops like halfway... Uh, down your head yeah. so it's not necessarily just spiking the top in right. uh, like that that like triangle shape yeah. right <laughs> so uh, no it's just interesting to me um yeah it's uh, 
It's not a style you no, see very the often. No, has died. Yeah. <laughs> and now I think there's been a kind of move on the undercut as well. You'll still see it a little bit, but definitely not as... Um, Prominent. Yeah. Um, there's Yeah, there used to be a lot of... I really... I, I mean, I'll do the haircut, <laughs> but I don't... Yeah. I'm not a fan of the, the top knot. Yeah. And that has no. kind of also had its time. Sure. Um, for a while, there uh, everyone that came in wanted that. That when Deadpool came out, that was a huge moment. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, I want, I want to be Ryan Reynolds. I want to look like Ryan Reynolds. Um, that was huge. Um, so, I, I if it's funny because I when I think of high school, for me the emo phase was huge. That was the hair. Okay. That was the hair, and the guys would straighten their hair and color their hair, and really? that okay. died really fast yeah. and i think the biggest trend since then is probably the hipster trend yeah. which i still don't feel like i fully understand but when you say hipster are you talking about hair just everything look, in like general clothes? what's Every- hipster though i know <laughs> that's the question <laughs> yeah, good point. like right now i'll say this guy i went to high school with had the ripped jeans in like grade grade 12 so 2012 almost fully ripped no one no one that was rocking <laughs> this stuff now i have i've had ripped jeans since 2016 2017 now everyone's on board right these hipsters on board before like they know where the what the new wave is as far as style goes. Yes. So uh, in sense of clothing, ripped jeans have never been more in, I don't think, because now you're seeing not just like knees or like a little hole somewhere. It's almost like there's a lot of like 50% rips. (laughs) Is that even jeans at that point? I don't know, but it it just, (laughs) I don't know. Some people just rock it and uh, it works. Yeah. um, As far as, yeah, clothing, I'd say I, I've seen a lot of the, like, um, like trying to look effortless. Like, you didn't put a lot of thought into it, but you did. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of, um, I see a lot of um, rolled up pants. Um, kind of, not like, yeah, I don't want to yeah, say, like, capri style, but, like, just, like, your ankles are out. That's yeah. That was huge. I don't know if people still... No, I, I see a lot of like, well, uh, yeah, rolled up like at the bottom of their pants for sure. And like the, what's this, the pants now, like joggers or dockers, one of those. Two. Okay. I don't know. I don't have pants like that, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Like <laughs> high up, like, because, and now also like people's sock game has increased Oh yeah. I, I bought I my brother so- funky socks for his go. birthday. It's, it's That's the, the thing. And you'll wear it with like a suit and it's, it's like a cool thing. Not just suit though. I feel like in general, if you got nice socks, people notice now, oh, but yeah. definitely with the suit, it does because when you're sitting down, your it's pants just go fun. Up yeah. It is fun for sure. I like that. Um, yeah, as far as hipster hair goes, um, beards, mm-hmm. huge. Big time, yeah. Love like- it. I am a beard a lover of beards. Yeah. I um, Obviously, if I didn't love beards, I think I'd be a bad barber. I'd just be trying to <laughs> shave everyone that comes in. But um, Yeah, pay the extra 30, yeah. I'll shave it off. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you want this gone, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Uh, uh, everyone has beards, and it's becoming more acceptable to have a beard. And I think that there's ways of making it look clean, like not like a homeless kind mm-hmm. of look. Um, yeah, like I, I'll have oh glasses too. I forgot about that. The, the mm, yeah, glasses that is like hipster. a yeah big big hipster trend. So I feel like this has been going on for a long time. I I haven't seen like a shift in like the the hipster uh, style. I think that's kind of here to stay. Um, yeah. Well, they set the trends, right? Yeah. Hipsters like the man bun. I feel like that's kind of done though, right? The clip on man bun. Oh, era. I've seen that. Oh, that's um, just sad. <laughs> yeah, no clip on man buns, guys. Don't just, <laughs> don't do this. Um, so um, I I have a love hate relationship with the man bun. Um, I think that I understand for certain people their reasoning with having it. For example uh trainers like gym trainers mm-hmm. will come and they'll want that so that their hair kind of stays out of their face while they're working out and they their job is working out yeah um but they're also I, beasts yeah. <laughs> i feel like if you're huge you can and get you away have with a that. man bun? i feel like a yeah. jason momoa for oh instance. my god yes yeah, shout out to jason momoa <laughs> That was just for you. you thank you, thank you. Mecca, uh. I feel like you have to have a certain look to you to work a man bun. I feel like tattoos, like you have to be a big guy. Also big beard, like a solid beard as well, I would think. Yeah, I, I, how I feel about long hair, long beard is it can be overwhelming. Maybe, maybe tone it down on the beard if you plan on keeping your hair very long. I feel like it can look unkept very fast um i don't want to keep talking about jason momoa but um, (laughs) But i'm just gonna bring him up one more time um so i think if you have that hair the curls and the kind of more wild hairstyle that is prime hair for man bun i don't i'm not a fan of straight hair man bun that's my pickiness when it comes to it I think that the neck needs to still be clean. I think okay. that that's something that should be kept up. And um, if you do have a beard to kind of have it still lined up nicely and yeah. not have those kind of sideburns wild and free. Those yeah. need to be. <laughs> Again, thank you, Jason, for being in this world. <laughs> Boy. Um, yeah, no, for sure. It's uh, not, not for everyone. But that, that's also like everything comes in waves. I feel like I've been saying this every single podcast, but it's true. Man bun died off. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. were going for it. I don't know, a few, like three years ago or something. Now the we're moving on. have been big for a while now. What's the next thing? I don't know. But I think we're in a good space right now. Like ripped jeans are cool. They're also comfortable. Like I have a few pairs and it's, it feels nice to have like your knee out or whatever and just you're cozy, you know? Yeah. I I just want to say too, I think that fashion designers definitely in the art world as well. And for people who are so creative and that they can push the boundaries for us and find our next 
what is the next look? Because what yeah. can be done? I can't think of anything. No. I don't have that. I don't have that vision. I know, yeah. But <laughs> I'm, I, I'm amazed that, like, when I see new clothes, I'm like, oh, my God, how did they, how did they figure out how to come up with that? Amazing. That being said, though, have you seen Kanye's tweets recently about, like, the, some of his... Yeezys and stuff. I have not, but enlighten me. Brutal. Have you seen some of them, man? <laughs> the like s- s- the slides, oh the Yeezy four fifties. I'm just gonna pull this up for it's oh. brutal. I don't like. Oh man, I respect Kanye a lot, but my God, some of this stuff is brutal. But Kanye is a risk taker, right? He's not always all been are good. <laughs> <laughs> He's always been that push and. As much as maybe it's a bad idea, the world needs some people like him to push those boundaries. Or, yeah, well, maybe we're not ready, Kiff. Like, <laughs> brutal. I don't know. I feel like those are just huge shoes. The Yeezy 450s or whatever oh they're called. God. That's just some ugly shoes. How, I mean, much, how much is he charging? For I don't know. I think like that's this. an early prototype or something. Yeezy 450s. Just look those up. Awful. Mm. Uh, I'd love to have Yeezys personally, but I feel like they're overpriced. As much as he says he wants to have like market price shoes that ever anyone can afford, there's like you, people are paying like thousands oh. of dollars for some of his shoes. Yeah, I is this the original? I haven't seen those. They're like the see through. Yeah, they kind of like it looks kind of knitted, um, with the gel kind of bottom. The slides. <laughs> Sorry, I just I got a, a look of the slides right yeah. there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I wouldn't wear that. Um, no, me neither. <laughs> I. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think it's gonna take just. <laughs> it's gonna take him just a lot of really cool people to. <laughs> to yeah, wear 100%. this and, and when you have that cosign right from celebrities wearing yeah. stuff and that's how style becomes popular when you see these um a- actors athletes who support these new styles everyone wants to dress like them right yes like the skinny jeans or whatever ripped pants any style that becomes popular is because someone famous is wearing it it's not just random mm-hmm. models who are wearing something that ever like victoria's secret models yeah no you don't see those dresses ever for girls and and then something like social media will explode something. Let's yep. say let's say uh, Kylie Jenner wore those sliders. Mm-hmm. Like, done Game deal. Game over. Everyone see. wants those. Yeah. Um, sure. Those, yeah, those models and celebrities that have huge followings will make anything popular, even if it's totally ridiculous. Some people will just want to be like them. So. True. A lot of people do. I think... I think that's where style comes from. It's mm-hmm. what the famous people are wearing. Everyone wants to be like them. Yeah. Who's your um, style icons? Well, me. Okay, someone I really like. <laughs> so, like a, <laughs> the difference I find is that if I was famous, I would wear... Like, I would dress completely differently. I think most people can well, yeah. like, agree to that because you're not going to be just a regular person wearing this like extravagant clothing. Well, you're not put in regular situations. You're put on a red carpet. What yeah. are you going to yeah, wow true. the world with, there right? You go. Again, another quotable. <laughs> My God. Sarah Smith, ladies and gentlemen. But like, I like Quavo's style a lot. Like Migos, what they wear, a lot of, 
a lot of it is out there. They're getting a lot of attention right now. But I think I like their style. Like mm-hmm. Quavo had a ice blue mink coat, like leather jacket with a blue mink just around the neck. You can find it on his Instagram. Sweet, sweet coat. I probably wouldn't wear that just in on the streets. Um, but you're known to push the boundaries of style. Push the boundaries. Yeah, no, you don't I, follow in everyone else's. Uh... No, like I like dressing fresh for sure. I have some nice, like nice coats that I haven't seen other people wear. Like my boy Brian has the, the same coat as me. Actually, shout out B Ryan. Um, <laughs> the same coat as me, but it's nice. I definitely don't want to see someone wearing the same thing that I'm wearing. You know, you want to to a certain degree. I want to stand out. Yeah. And um, have pe- it's nice to have people compliment how you dress, right? But then if you're just dressing like the next person, not as um, enticing to wear that cloth- clothing anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you it- don't play it safe. You'll, you'll be a little more out there. But I love it. Yeah. I, I, this guy's got style. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, uh, I think that with my hair, just my hair, I'll yeah. stand out. The, the rest of my ensemble on a everyday uh basis is all black as yeah. everyone no, around me knows style, though, right? um but i think that um my my hair it's um it's something that people can recognize me by and maybe someone who in a work setting will call the shop and ask and want to have me as their barber mm-hmm. won't necessarily remember my name but they'll remember my hair and girls Does that happen sometimes oh definitely yeah. definitely and girls will be like i love your hair i want you to do my hair because your hair looks good okay and that's kind of like the illusion of a hairdresser <laughs> i i've thanks girl but i don't do my own hair <laughs> um but uh yeah, and, and a lot of these, I've, I've switched up my hair color a lot, but a, lo- a lot of these kind of bright colors, it's it's way more acceptable now. I've noticed that in this um, era, I for guess. For sure, yeah. Um, just for example, I think at Starbucks, you were not allowed for a long really time. not to, allowed? It was a, a part of their dress code was not, no um, unnatural hair huh. colors. And now someone with a... Blue Mohawk will be giving you your coffee in the yeah, in the morning. I, really, I'm surprised at that because I, know. I feel like Starbucks is really progressive in the sense that I don't know, it's just the I don't know, people well, they've who obviously there are very outgoing and kind of characters, I think. They've obviously changed things for a reason, right? Yeah, because I think now bringing it back to rap, there's a lot of these characters out there, right? That they're becoming famous and more popular because of their look. And a lot of people are identifying with that. Like, I want to look like that now. Kind of, you're seeing definitely like just as far as rap goes in the last few years, a lot more outgo, not outgoing, but just out there personas that you don't, we haven't had in a long time in the rap game. And I feel like fashion wise, a lot of people want to be like that. Now they have that platform to identify with someone and say, look, this is how they look. I want to look at that. This is how I've always wanted to look. I can now because someone famous is like that. You know what I mean? So that's another reason I think we're seeing a lot more people just be themselves and more out there because we're not all 
extremely conservative people. And I think to a fault that people aren't really being themselves nowadays out of fear of being judged. Yeah. And with these people, like now I'm quoting a Takashi six, nine, just (laughs) out of his look, he's so out there, but there's a lot of people out there who are like that. And that's why they gravitate towards him, not just because of his music, but for his look that he really does not care what you think of him and people like that. So more people are like that out there that they just want to be themselves and not be judged for it. And there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think if anything, there's something wrong with how our society's built or constructed. Well and, said. Um, we, we have a hard time accepting something that's not different. That's different from our perception of, or the old school perception of what the world should be like. Um, maybe you having traveled to Europe and lived in Europe for a little bit can back me up on these statements, but I think when I think that a city can your location can make a difference in what's popular and what's not. Um, for example, if you just took a drive to Montreal, um, things are way different. Uh, people are more fashion forward in a city like Ottawa, where a lot of the people who live here will work at a government job or politics, which like there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but it is more a more conservative uh, profession. So no, hundred um, percent. Going to Europe, a lot of the trends there are way more out there. Um, and when we try to bring them over, sometimes, uh, the reception is by, by the average Joe is that's weird. A hundred percent. I well, not, I feel like we are years behind Europe in a lot of senses, Mm -hmm. just from their attitude in the workplace, just in the workplace. I feel like when I was there, I was there at different, in different countries in Europe on, um, during the week, I'd be somewhere and you'd see so many people just outside at different times of the day, walking around, having picnics, literal picnics and just like talking. I don't know if this was on their lunch hour, but I know that their work weeks are different in some countries. Like they work four days a week, shorter hours during the week as well. That's something I think that we should adopt over here is four-day work weeks. I feel like we'd be a lot more productive if we had four weeks to just grind it out, get a lot done, three days to recover, come back to work, you're rested, back at it again. And that's still, you're still working more than you're off work. But then the problem with that is that people would then want like, oh, we should have four days off work. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> That's a, that's another problem is that we're never content with what we have. It's so much easier to find something to complain about than to be happy, right? And just like yes, positive. Um, and once you've opened your eyes to the rest of the world, it's kind of hard to ignore how other people live. And um, one of the things about Europe that I like is um, how to travel within the country is not such an expense i Mm. think that's something that we should also bring over here Um, well actually i think that they're gonna lower the prices of inner 
and the flights inside Canada just so well that would get the economy going right that's a big reason why people don't travel within Canada is because the flight is so expensive definitely so I think I had heard this that some that they're gonna try to bring down the prices for flying within Canada that'd be awesome because it's true we're such a big country and there's so much we don't we won't a lot of people won't get to see because of that expense that it's it costs you to travel within your own country. But I think that's a mistake. I feel like that's money well spent because you can't put a price on experiences mm-hmm. like that. And yeah. all the money both of us have spent on travels abroad like Greece, Thailand, me in Europe. And I'm going to Thailand 2019. Book it. It's, it's happening. <laughs> um, that's money. Like For me, that's the best way to spend your money on experiences like that. You can't put a dollar sign on that because... That's an experience that makes you grow as a person. You're seeing a whole other world over there, seeing styles, meeting different people who think the same or differently as you and force you to challenge what you perceive as reality, basically, that there is another way of thinking out there to be more easygoing. And what I noticed the most in Europe is that people just seemed a lot less stressed and a lot less worried on and just always on the go as they are over here. Here, it's like you can't really have a real conversation with someone. You're always talking about, okay, like I'm wasting time. I could be making money right now kind of thing. And obviously, it still is like that in some other European countries. But they seem to have a lot more laid-back perspective on just work and life in general. Like tea time is something we should have over here. Tea time. And siestas, my Siestas, God. oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, well, that's a a thing in Spain. They have that, like, an hour during the day, during a working day, to sleep. Um, I want to bring it back to something you mentioned about getting, like, life experiences from other countries. Not only life experiences, but I think that a lot of people from my world kind of get inspired by um, things they see from other um, cultures uh, with trends. Um, So... I was talking to uh, a representative from a brand uh, called Redkin, and um, she was telling me that she gets inspired by travel. Like she'll go out there and just see different haircuts, and she'll go to different hair places. And not that when you're on vacation you want to necessarily work, but for mm. me, as you mentioned, I just went to Thailand. I had a layover in uh, Seoul. And I was in an airport for two hours just waiting around and I was staring at everyone's haircut Mm. because it was such a culture shock for me of like me being the minority and I just wanted to see what everyone else was was wearing. So what was happening over there? um, It's uh, it's, first of all, it's such a cool I I haven't visited the, the city, but just from being in the airport it was extremely like futuristic very like um uh, ahead of us i'd say when it comes to a lot of things but for for hair what i've noticed is there's this one universal trend in the korean world for men and it was a low fade everyone had a low fade every single person and that just means your classic fade is just brought right above the ears it's Everything is very low. And just from seeing, I was wondering, why does everyone have this one haircut? And it like, it was just amazing to me. I, I just, for me, I, 
<laughs> I guess because I love what I do, I do stare at people's haircuts a lot. But I was trying to figure out why, why if it was a trend thing or if there was a reason behind it. And uh, it, it was just really fascinating to me. So um, I think, I don't know, just that one experience for me, I, I could tell you that it, it inspired me when it comes to, to work. And maybe we're in Canada, right? If I get a Korean guy in my chair... Maybe I'll, there's a reason why they cut their hair that way. Maybe I will test it out. Yeah, so. for sure. And I just looked it up. Low fade. That's something you definitely don't see many people rocking right now. Right? No, but it's awesome. I, I love the yeah, look of it. Solid cut. And I feel like, like, like you said, we're kind of behind over here for definitely with style trends. I remember when I was 18, my mom bought me a pair of pants from, I don't forget where, but they're blue pants, like bright blue and i didn't want them because who's gonna rock like colored pants that really stand out you know what i mean now i have tons of those pairs yeah of like i literally have that pair of pants <laughs> but we returned that pair because i wasn't ready for it and like to a certain degree you don't want to stand people are afraid to stand i can testify that it's tough to really really stand out right it's easier to go with the flow when everyone else is doing it, like the ripped jeans as well. That haircut too, definitely people are looking at you like, eh, yeah, what's happening there, right? Well, especially when you have, let's say you're so comfortable in your regular haircut, it, it can be kind of scary trying something new. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so... Um, so yeah, guys, if you if you feel like trying a new trend, super super hip in Korea, yeah. <laughs> low, low fades, ask your barber. So that's a lot of low fades in Korea. What else were you seeing in Thailand? Um, I have to say that I was very distracted with how beautiful the country is. Mm, I, I wasn't yeah. paying so much well, attention I, I to the hair. So, that, um, I did go to a hair salon myself just to get my hair blow dried. Mm. It's it's a similar experience that you would get uh, in Canada, so it's it, it's cool to see that all over the world. It's just we're all we're all kind of the same. We yeah, the, for sure. The same thing. Me, what I notice more, I I can't say I really notice hair that much in Europe. It's mostly what people were wearing, um, and just how people looked in general. They look more relaxed. Like I said, ma'am, I think the styles over there is definitely. I could see like there's a lot more. Like I said, like ripped jeans again. That's where we got it from, right? Mm -hmm. it, they innovate the styles. And I went to Zara, a few of them, in Amsterdam and Germany and um, Scotland. All completely different than what we have here. It's a lot more. Like, I got two pairs of ripped jeans from there. Haven't seen them here yet. We'll probably get them in, like, a few years. And a lot of the coats are different, more... Um, there's a lot of chrome, which I'm not a... Chrome? I, yeah, like, I'm like Spaceman kind Whoa. of. Whoa. Yeah, I can't see that being ex like the uh, like really silver shoes too. Okay. I don't know. I don't know if that's ever going to be really popular, but it's got potential. No, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah. But um, no, they're... Um, that's some really cool clothing for sure. Expensive though, right? Just because of... The Canadian dollar is not the greatest compared to the euro, but um, I would have bought more if I could afford it. But like, that's not the most important stuff to do, right? Buying clothes, I'd rather spend money on travels. 
and um so that you can see more clothes in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And see more low cuts. <laughs> low fades. Low fades. Yeah. Man, I definitely am traveling. It's it's important, I think. Eye opening. Eye opening. Um, cathartic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's for real. It's it is life, literally. Because you're connecting with other people who you would never have the chance to meet otherwise, right? And seeing other things. Like, you don't all, you don't have all the time in the world to just look at low fades. You know, you got the <laughs> Thailandish landscapes to look at. Yes. Do you know what's the next one on the list? Um, I think, I think South Africa is on the list. Oh, yeah. Um, That'd be awesome. Honestly, my my number one place, and I don't know if this is ever gonna happen, but I would love to to see Egypt. Oh, and that'd be sick for it sure. It would be crazy, but it's just um, I don't know that it would be the safest situation no, to put myself dangerous. in. Um, so that might have to wait, but it's it's on there. And um, Iceland actually, so you'll have to let us I'll know. I'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll let the listeners know. Also, yeah, I'm pumped for that. That's gonna be sick. Egypt, definitely. I also thought about that. Definitely given my hardcore Yu-Gi-Oh past. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out my boy, Merrick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> move. Oh, Good times. <laughs> um, yeah, those roots run deep. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna side note that quickly. I I just I had a conversation with the I had a kid in my chair, probably like elementary school this week, and he uh, first of all we started talking about hockey, and he just schooled me on all these stats, okay. and I was I felt like very <laughs> like schooled pretty yeah. much, <laughs> and then I just out of nowhere he was like. Do you know what Beyblade is? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like <laughs> that's a throwback for me, Beyblade. Let it rip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God, I didn't know those were still a thing. Childhood, to be childhood. Yeah, I know it's still huge. Pokemon, nice. Beyblade. What Yu-Gi-Oh is Yu-Gi-Oh? next, man? It's coming nice. back, baby. I hope so. Man. I still have my cards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bring them up. Good stuff. Yeah, no, Egypt was. It looks unreal. Like to see those pyramids would definitely be something. And I actually. Back when I was really considering getting a tattoo, now I don't know where I'm at right now, but I always wanted like an Anubis tattoo. Okay. You know, like one of the Egyptian That's gods. That's the god, yeah. Yeah. Pretty sweet. Yeah. And that was in Yu-Gi-Oh as well. <laughs> or like the wicked, the winged god of Ra or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, that was the homie Merrick. Yeah, that was my boy. You know, Yu-Gi-Oh. That was, I definitely, I would love to go to Egypt for sure. I feel like that'd be something to look at it would probably look fake like just being in the desert i'm riding that camel just come you're going <laughs> you're looking like from a distance you see the pyramids uh, like am i looking at is this real right I now i know i i would cry if, when i see a camel that yeah. day i will cry <laughs> not the pyramids the oh camel. no the camels <laughs> no the pyramids are pretty cool too but no nah. um, yeah one of my friends actually slept in like he did an excursion in the Moroccan deserts and he like tented out one night in the desert and apparently it's freezing out there. I believe it at night when the yeah, sun goes no down. Sun, like them scorpions 
just roaming around. But yeah, that would be a great experience for sure. Riding a camel. That's yeah. a sweet Insta rip right there. You know what's funny? Like speaking of scorpions, this is just a side note for your listeners. Um, uh, when I was in Thailand, there's there's a road called Khao San Road and it's a huge tourist place and it's very, very busy and people sell scorpions on a stick like they'll like barbecue it out on the streets and they'll sell it to you and i really feel like this is just to make fun of us i don't think that thai people actually eat scorpions i think it's a way for them to make money off tourists and to kind of laugh at the people who actually eat a scorpion i mean maybe i'm totally wrong about this but this is just the vibe that i got from it so if you want to eat a scorpion, <laughs> like, good on I mean, you. I would. Did you eat a scorpion? I did not eat no, a scorpion. Think, oh, really? I'm okay. pretty I'm pretty brave. I'm pretty out there when it comes to a lot of stuff. But um, scorpion was not one of them, <laughs> okay. I have to say. Huh. Scorpion, that would be cool. Any funky food that you had in Thailand that you'd um, recommend or funky not recommend? Food. Um, I think you have to try the traditional dishes when you go there um there was one night actually this was just interesting we we, well we stayed in a jungle for a few nights and um they they did a campfire for us and they used uh banana leaves and bamboo that was carved out and they cooked rice inside it it was a real this was just really cool this the whole experience of it and then they made like a soup on the campfire and they brought it out in like these bowls and it was like a bamboo log bowl it was crazy um very very delicious but yeah definitely try all the traditional stuff i think if you if you're going so far you you can't don't go to mcdonald's no of course i mean that's a (laughs) try some stuff yeah trip for sure you want to try try stuff literally just to sure. live life you know what i'm saying kids like <laughs> anyways that's that's another thing that's cool like trying the food from other countries it's that's something you gotta do when you're over there you can't just like some people are worried about like spending money when they're over there and just going to the safe spots right because you're not there for that long depending where you're going and stuff mm-hmm. but um there's some stuff you gotta try like, Scorpion for me. That's, Scor- <laughs> that's up there. That's I'll, up there. I'll let you know. I'm starting to have regrets about not eating <laughs> no, a scorpion. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, for sure. Like waffles in Belgium. I feel like that's an easy mm. one, but that's a must. Like, nice. Best waffles ever. I believe it. Yeah, I know. Traveling and uh, the food and the sights, people. I mean, you just can't go wrong. South Africa. I'd love to go there one mm-hmm. day. Like Johannesburg. Um, for us, we're probably thinking Cape Town. Um, oh, yeah. I've seen pictures. It it's looks uh, unreal. I tried to watch a documentary. <laughs> Got power outage on that one. <laughs> um, it just, uh, I don't know why I think this way, but like it, it reminds me of Greece. Kind of like the all white classic house mm. picture that you'll see. Right, yeah. But it's that's a classic so pick. Colorful, like it's, the whole buildings seem. It just looks amazing. I'm, okay. I'm just yeah, I'm excited. Well, we should see more of our own country, but yeah. I'm excited to see more of the world. Definitely. Yeah. 
Yeah, me too. I wanna, I wanna see Banff for sure. Even out east as well. I've well, you've been in New Brunswick as well. Mm-hmm. Great times there. I don't think I would go back to be honest. Not that it was a bad experience, but there's other places I want to see more right now. Like apparently Newfoundland's really nice too. Mm-hmm. I think the people too. Yeah. That's that's a known thing. The people are fun. I can tell you, I have a big Akadzian uh, clientele. Oh yeah. And a lot of a lot of um, maritimers will move to Ottawa um, just for more opportunities. It's very small. Yeah. So for more jobs, a lot of young people will come out here and they're always the nicest people. And I think that's what I love about my business. Actually, I've become just like a person that loves to meet new people and talk to new people and yeah. just share stories and share information when it comes to travel. My clientele was amazing for that. Um, just like sharing so much advice and this brings me back to not you don't want to talk about work coming into mm-hmm. my chair if if we can talk about your va- your vac- upcoming vacation that's that'll get you pumped up for it i'm i'm cool with that yeah no man that's honestly though that's what life is about to a certain degree i'm sharing your life information what you've experienced to someone else who can take from that and not even just benefiting from your interaction together, just like talking. Yeah. Like what we're doing right now. Oh yeah. It's just something that's <laughs> lost. I feel like, like you said earlier with your phones, social skills in general, it's something that's not stressed on enough. I don't find that we're not speaking enough. Yeah. There's too many walls be- between people. That's why just in general, it's, unreal like everyone just with this right now like i love being able to talk to you for however long we've been going right now yeah it's something we don't do enough i find and like if you can learn something from and you can it's not if you do learn something from every conversation yeah and you have that like every day that's true and you learn from like going forward it could open doors for like where you want to go on your next trip you might meet someone from like the former Yugoslavia, you know, like, you just, you never, yeah. but like, okay, anyways, like you, you just, you never know where you're going to end up. And that's the way it should be. I feel like there, there is no script to life. You literally, like you said, like, I feel like an hour ago, you learn from every interaction and that gets you where you are today. You know, oh, yeah. you're looking back at the past, like what happened in the past got you exactly where you are right now. And it's true. So wherever the next trip is, like you're thinking South Africa, who knows? Maybe you'll meet someone from like, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yeah. I've had people already be like, oh, my, my wife is from South Africa and I've been, and they, they'll give me advice. Like that's just, just a, like 30 minutes spending with someone in my chair that I may or may not ever see again. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that this is one of your deepest uh, podcasts oh, 100%. to date. <laughs> like, little did I know this is what we we're getting into when I wanted to talk to you. Like, um, Not to bring it back to barbering because I've been really enjoying these chats, but yeah. can I give some just advice to your bro listeners that, 100%, yeah. that would help when they go get a haircut? Yeah. Um, Breach. So... Know what you want, 
coming in, have an idea, bring a picture, anything helps. Um, I think something that we don't appreciate is an I don't know, I don't know, okay. I don't know. So a starting point is good. Um, I appreciate trust a lot. Um, personally, myself, my style of cutting, if uh, I, I kind of go with what your hair wants to do. Mm-hmm. If I don't think that it can be done, I will be honest with you about it. Yeah. If I do something a certain way, there's a reason behind that. A trust is in your barber, a good barber, yeah. <laughs> is, uh, is very appreciated. I think you mentioned something earlier about like being tipped differently, like as a, if it, if it affected me as a woman in the industry. Yeah, do you, do you know if that's something you notice that like there's an expectation that you would receive less for the same haircut? Let's say you give the same haircut that another male barber would. Do you, is that something that you would have noticed that people don't think they should tip as much? Or would they tip more? Or is it the same? Um, I, I, I don't think that there's really a, a difference to it. I think it, the tip part of it goes to more how they felt about the experience, really. So I see a greater difference in a, a tip for someone that I've... They've really had a good time. I don't know. Like that, that really... We've talked a bit more, maybe, or yeah. like their whole experience was good. So I, I don't think that it's really relevant, the, the gender okay. of uh, the person. I don't think that affects the tips. If anything, I feel like as a girl, it would be more. What I do think, and I know different barbershops run differently, um, and this can be applied to young people, and I really believe that this is important, is to, if you can, in your growing up, get paid commission Mm -hmm. for what you do I think that you will be not more fulfilled but you'll work for for your money because your job depends on your performance it's not a given that yeah I work this out this amount of hours I'm getting this amount of money like I think it's a very good experience to have um yeah because if if you don't do anything why should you be rewarded exactly So I really believe in in commission payments, and I I know I don't think a lot of industries do that anymore. No, but the, I, well, there's mostly like restaurants, obviously tips, off the top, like retail. Even at that retail, a lot of people like I'm not a big fan of retail person. Like when I go shopping, I don't necessarily want someone on me like, hey, what's up? My name's like um, Brady, like. Uh, <laughs> Um, buy these jeans I don't even know like they're just they're too pushy I find yeah I feel like that's kind of different it, coming from like sport check comparing to barbershop barbershop there's an expectation that you'll give a good haircut right so if say let's say if it's a bad haircut yeah you won't get the tip if they don't like it they, they and that's on them right they, it's all subjective if they don't like the haircut they won't tip as much you have a good haircut you'll get a good tip retail it's all it's all about the person right i mean i'm going shopping i don't want someone else's opinion like i know what i want and i might even be going with someone who can give me their opinion i don't really want someone like pushing me to buy something just Mm -hmm. because they're like they want to make their commission you know but i know what you're saying for sure that 
it's good to work and earn your pay. But I think more for a barber, that applies more than retail. Yeah, it makes sense. I think retail to maybe a big percentage of those people are younger and it might be their first job. So mm-hmm. they're not necessarily, don't have the, the experience to to know how to go at it. Yeah. Um, or the, the social skill, right? <laughs> yeah, for <laughs> to, like trying to prove themselves too much, maybe. Maybe. Um, I just, I think for myself, it, it not made me a more grateful person, but um, it, it was a good experience. Um, so, recommend that. Yeah. No, I agree. You, you learn a lot from a job like that where you have to get out there, right? Because that's how you're going to make your money, mm-hmm. is by helping someone figure out what they want. So I'm just saying not everyone wants that. So it's a, I can't say it's a lose-lose situation because there is, it is, it could go either way, but it all depends on the person you're dealing with, right? So yourself, the tr- the challenges for you, let's say if you are shy, like you said you used to be, mm-hmm. you have to get at it, like just get to that person, figure out what they want. So that's your challenge and that it's all on the other person if they want to play ball or not, right? So if they're not into it, like say if it's me, I'm just like, guy, <laughs> I'm not into it. I just want to, yeah, no, I'm just looking around. Whereas myself, it would be more like, I'm very independent shopper. I like to go by myself. Yeah. <laughs> if I have questions of how something is supposed to look, uh, because maybe fashion is not a forte of mine. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate the help. So Everyone's different, right? Yeah. Do you find that then they take liberties? They're like, oh, you'll love this. You'll love this. Like, they just assume that you'll like a certain <laughs> thing just to get that sale? Or I've definitely had my uh, my experiences like that. But I think because I've been there, I, I kind of know. I don't Like I said, I'm really good at reading people. Yeah, you know me, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. There's no such thing as a lost experience. And that's what I... I remember that vividly being said by Uncle Pat eh? when I wisdom passed out. on. Yeah, business like you know it's true, right? You learn from every experience, yeah. and I can that definitely applies to uh, barber. I yeah. think uh, just because my dad is full of knowledge, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think that A one young of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the best conversations I've had with them, and I think I was. I was mean at young at the time, but it, it was a very important moment for me when I asked him to let me make my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. And whether that result be good or bad, um, that's how you grow and that's how you learn. So, um, yeah, like I'll definitely, he, he knows. He knows his stuff. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's some rare... No, I, I don't know. I can't say rare personally, but just as far as parenting goes, that's something that you'll probably carry over now. If you want to have kids, if when you have kids, whatever, however it goes, right? I'll definitely teach my dogs to uh, make their own <laughs> <laughs> choices in life. Yes. I'm just saying in general, like, <laughs> it's true. You don't know until you're a parent yourself. Now, we don't have to have this like deep, deep no, conversation. No, no, more. <laughs> but it's true. I can imagine how tough it is if you're a parent, you like think you know what's best for your kid. I think you have to let them go at a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll know that, like you also learn that from 
your dad. Yeah. He let you discover for yourself. Like, obviously, it was you made the decision. He, like, not let you do it, but it was a collaboration. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, the hair, the whole dropping out of college was the biggest one. Like, maybe he thought he knew or in his head, university was best, right? Yeah. But And maybe I would have gone to hair school and I wouldn't be talking about barbering right now. Like, I would have just been a huge fail. Who knows? But I, like, kind of, like, just took charge and figured it out for myself. Yeah. And I'm grateful for that. Yeah, I know. That's a good way of putting it. Um, sh- should we just wrap should it we up wrap there? it up? Yeah. No, I'm... Um, this has been a great talk. I got more deep than I thought it was yeah, going Yeah, good to, chats. Man. Good chats. You know, chats. Like, that's just how she goes. You sit in a chair. You don't know where you're going. And uh, <laughs> this is where you end up. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, it's, thanks a uh, lot for, like, honestly, thanks a lot for imparting your wisdom. Because I feel like so many people out there, I don't know exactly who's listening, who will be listening to this. But 99% of people don't know where they're going to go. Come out of high school, I want to, like, 99% of people don't know where they're going to go. Yeah, and I think that's okay. It's okay to not have it figured out all the time. I'm still figuring it out. Yeah, (laughs) so am I. Like, most people are. And I think that's a fear we have to get rid of going forward. And I don't know how we're going to do that, but just um, everything happens for a reason. Yeah, that's that's my quotes for the day. <laughs> Thank you, Easy. Yo, thanks a lot for coming on, and um, Sarah Smith, ladies and gentlemen, round of applause. And <laughs> honored to have you on here. And uh, thank you. Thanks a lot for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode, and uh, stay woke. <laughs>